you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. We have the founders of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors with us, Gary and Don Crawford. And we're going to start off talking about some financial news that I know you care about because you're feeling it and it's inflation. And from what everyone is saying in the office and on TV, it's only going to get worse. We're going to talk to Don and Gary about that. Plus, what's going on in Congress and how it relates to retirement legislation. So thanks for joining us today on uh, Retirement with Pinnacle. How are you guys doing? This this winter is a little colder than usual, isn't it? Yes. We're freezing temperatures yeah, here in Florida that we're not quite used to. It's all definitely the time. cold. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah, I think in the last month, we were down in the 20s mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. I mean, it looked like it snowed here. I, I actually went out to start my truck because my truck doesn't fit in our garage. Mine fits in the garage. Hers does. <laughs> um, I guess I'm a redneck. I'm really not a redneck, though. But anyway, I do have a bigger truck. But the ice covering the windshield, I had to actually take a spatula and scrape it off the other morning. Yeah, it was thick. I was like, wow. I was this... like, thank goodness my car's in the garage. Yeah, I'm not built for this madness. Let the Yankees deal with that. We're not supposed to have to deal with ice on our car. But back to the financial stuff, because I know the guy listening to us right now is feeling the squeeze of higher inflation. I mean, we all just took a 10% pay cut last year, you know, de facto. And Kentucky Senator Rand Paul is blaming higher prices on excessive government spending. And I want to just run this quote by you from Senator Rand Paul. He says, in recent months, prices on nearly everything from gas, food and clothes to electricity, car prices and rent have all increased. And unfortunately, it's only going to get worse. Congress needs to realize that further spending at this time of rapidly rising prices is only going to continue the trend of rising prices on this nation's already vulnerable businesses and family. Don, is he right? Is this only going to get worse? Geez, I could really talk about this all day, but I'm going to make this somewhat brief. So we look at since the beginning of the COVID pandemic, our elected officials have spent $4.9 trillion. Wow. I mean, what did we have? We had the, the Paycheck Protection Program. We had those three rounds of stimulus checks, and we can't forget that enhanced unemployment insurance, which, in my opinion, was extremely crucial in the beginning of the pandemic because so many people were out of jobs. But more recently, it's contributed to the overwhelming need for employees everywhere. I mean, everywhere you look, pretty much every business is hiring right now. Oh, you go out to eat and... It's crazy. A lot of these restaurants, especially the chains, like the nicer chain restaurants, limited menus, very limited menus, you know, it takes you forever to get your food because the managers back there cooking. I've noticed so many stores are so shorthanded that the norm is the store hours. You ignore them. They printed something out on, you know, their little laser printer that says, here's the amended store hours, you know, and they're shortened. And then so many times when you get in on top of them being shorthanded, there's a supply chain issue. So they're like, well, we're out of sausage today or we ran out of cabbage or whatever the heck yeah. it is. So not only are they shorthanded with people, but they're shorthanded with supplies. And I think Senator Rand Paul's about right because no I one I hear true. no one in D.C. saying, well, we got to cut spending and we got to cut it now. Who is offering a balanced budget? And so he went over a lot of these details. He had an 18 page report on inflation that he released last month and directly pointing at the trillion dollars in stimulus spending that you just talked about. And he calls that a hidden tax on families across the country. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, we look at inflation, it can be a result (laughs) of a healthy growing economy, but this rapid sustained inflation, it's harming American families and these government subsidies, it artificially increases demands. Um, This drives inflation right now. And like you said, our labor market and our other business functions continue to remain well below their pre-pandemic performance. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Have you heard of Milton Friedman? Oh, yeah. 
Nobel Prize winner. He actually quoted, inflation is the only form of taxation that can be levied without legislation. So kind of think about that for a minute. I mean, any other type of tax it has to be levied. It has to go through the general populace voted and, on. and voted on. It must be discussed. And they have to look at the validity of the actual tax itself. And, you know, it has to go through the whole process. But really, what we're seeing right now, yes, is a hidden tax. Mm -hmm. And it's something that they can get away with. And it's affecting everyone. And we see it, like we said, all over the place with supply and demand, with people everywhere. It's affecting everyone. Oh, yeah. The grocery store shelves, they're bare. I mean, we do Instacart because I don't like to go to the grocery store. <laughs> and I'll get, you know, the person's chatting with me and they're giving me pictures. Is there something else you would like? They're out of cream cheese and the shelves are bare. There's yeah, nothing crazy. there. I'm it like, really uh, no, I don't need anything else right there. We just need cream cheese. <laughs> and it's hard enough for those of us who uh, kept our jobs. But think about this high inflation environment for the people that lost their jobs during the pandemic. Because yeah. mm -hmm. there's a, a study, Transamerica Center for Retirement says 34% of workers access their retirement funds early for various reasons. If you have to do that, Don, a push comes to shove and this is your last lifeline, what do you need to think about before you take money out of one of your retirement accounts? Well, I want to make this clear that I do not give tax advice and listeners should seek the advice of a qualified tax professional. But let's clarify a few ways they could have taken those monies out. So an early withdrawal is taking money from your tax advantage retirement accounts without an allowed exception. And so when it's not an allowed exception, you automatically incur a 10% penalty. Now they could have also taken like a hardship withdrawal, and that's probably what many people did. And that is one of those allowable exceptions. So that 10% penalty would not incur. Or many could have taken a loan, and that's when you're borrowing against your retirement accounts, like your 401ks or a similar account, with the intent to pay yourself back. But let's go back and look at that early withdrawal. So by taking an early withdrawal, you're giving away a huge chunk of your money. So you're not just paying that 10% penalty, but you also have to pay taxes on that whole amount at your ordinary income rate. That's a lot. It's crazy to see what it does. And by doing this, you could end up only receiving a fraction, just a fraction of what you withdrew. So let's say you're wanting to take 10,000 and you may have to pull out 14 to 15,000 in order to get what you want, right? And the disadvantages don't end right there. So in addition to all of this, you may also be missing out on returns that you could have earned if you had left it in your account. So we talked about compounding interest before and the snowball effect of earnings and the effect that it can have on your investments. So if you withdrew, let's say 10,000, and you did this 20 to 30 years before retirement, that $10,000 could potentially cost you tens of thousands of dollars that you could have earned for retirement. Now, if you've taken, let's say, the loan on your retirement account, you avoid those penalties and years of returns, but only as long as you really pay yourself back. And many times those loans don't get paid back or the interest that you pay yourself could also be well below the returns you could have earned during the duration of that loan. So ultimately, once you put your money in a retirement account, try your best not to touch it so you can leave it invested. Yeah, I know. I mean, think about how hard it was to, or how long it took to accumulate those funds, mm -hmm. you know, and you went without because, you know, being disciplined to put that money away is important because we all have to retire one day. So yeah, I mean, really think about the long-term effect before you just go out and do it. I mean, those are great. 
Yeah. Great topics there. Yeah. All right. We're talking with Gary and Don Crawford. They're the founders of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. If you've got a question for the show or you want to contact them at the office, 352-320-2060. And their website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. Congress is considering changing some of the rules for your retirement accounts, you know, administering it, contributing, withdrawing. Do you know more details about the changes that are being proposed? There's quite a few new things that are pretty interesting, really. If you guys remember, let's go back to 2019. They created the SECURE Act. And a lot of these new bills are aimed to build on that act. So it was really towards generating an increased retirement security is what it was. So they extended your required minimum distribution age out to 72 from 70 and a half. There was a few things, but the new act will be known as the RISE Act. And we'll kind of discuss some of these things, but they're still being discussed and debated in Congress. But a few things that I thought were pretty cool, permitting employers to match employees that have to pay student loan debt. So this is something that's neat. If you go under IRS codes and look at, are you able to contribute to a 401k if you have student loan debt? So kind of read up on that. But the biggest thing is, is you're going to have a huge advantage for these students or people that were students that really just built up these massive amounts of debt. And we see it a lot. But I'll give you a for instance. So let's say your employer you're working with will match up to 5%. But in order to receive the match, you have to contribute to because there's always a give and take with 401ks. So someone who's paying a sizable loan payment, think about it. Maybe they just don't have the money to contribute to it. Maybe they have families, whatever the case may be. So it could be difficult for them to make those contributions. But if the individual is making student loan payments, now here's the thing, it's equal to or greater that 2%, greater than. So it has to be at least equal to what they would contribute to mm -hmm. the 401k. The employer is actually permitted to make the contribution on behalf of that employee, which is awesome. So as long as you're paying your student loan debt, it's equal to the 2% that your employer would contribute to match, they will automatically go ahead and make that contribution for you. Now, here's the thing. If you heard this and you're like, oh, wow, that's awesome. It's not across the board and it's not even totally set yet, but your employers actually have to kind of get permission to do this. It's not just something that's automatic. So if you are working for somebody and you think this is something that would benefit, bring it up to them for sure. We also looked at the new automatic enrollment for the 401k plans as well. So what will happen is there's going to be a requirement for employers to contribute at least 3% if they have a 401k. And they're supposed to increase that each year until the employee is contributing 10%. So, wow. Yeah. So this is how this works. So the employee has the option to back out or opt out. Okay. So they're at least doing that, but they're going to make people have to start contributing to these plans, which is important, I think, for their retirement and they're seeing it. So they're also increasing catch-up contributions. We see that every year, right? It goes up a little bit if you're over 50 years old, but they're also doing some different ages. So I know this year, 2022, catch-up uh, for 401ks went up to 20,500 and for IRAs is 7,000. And they're talking about increasing these in years to come. So people who are 62, 63, 64, if you're contributing to a 401k, I think it's another additional $10,000 if I read it right the other day. So that's going to be a big thing. Again, those aren't here yet. These are things that are coming up. And then back when the SECURE Act came out in 2019, that was all during the COVID pandemic. It was right at the end of the year, December, when it came out. So it was really kind of getting known there the first quarter of 2020. But what they did is they changed the age 
which you were required to take a distribution. It, it had been for years, 70 and a half years of age, you were required to take a distribution from your qualified accounts, your IRAs, your 401ks, all these accounts that you deferred or what I call delayed taxes on. So they get, now moved it to 72. Now for this year, there's talk, if all this goes through, if these bills are passed, that they would move that age to 73. And then in 2029, they're talking about increasing it to 74 and to age 75 by 2032. So, you know, that's crazy. That's uh, something we never thought would happen in our lifetime. So why are they really doing these things? I think there's a few reasons. Ultimately, who created IRAs? The IRS. <laughs> the IRS. Okay. So what they're really doing is ensuring income for them in the future. <laughs> But it's also helping us as individuals and retirees, because if we can delay some of those contributions, it allows for us to accumulate a little bit more. So that might be important as people are living longer, right? Because I talked about it before, my papa, he'll be 98 this month. And it's crazy, 98 years of age. So think about what comes with that, you know, aging and that sort of thing. It can get expensive. So that's a pretty neat opportunity that they put down for us here. But if it all goes through. Yeah. And there's another unique thing too. They have this bill where if you have as a household or actually it's individual, it's not a household. I correct myself there. $100,000 or less in your IRAs where they'll waive any RMDs. So you're not required to take any distributions out of your accounts. And oh, wow. That's yeah, pretty that, cool. That's huge for some people. Yeah. That's going to be a big benefit for a lot of folks that really need to count on those monies that they have to be there for them later. And the last thing that I saw that was really neat, there's a few other things, was if you failed to take your required minimum distribution, you're penalized 50% of whatever that distribution is. So that's just giving money away again. You know, like Don talked about earlier, taking withdrawals before 59 and a half. Well, if you fail to take it at 72, that's a 50% penalty. So they're talking about changing that penalty to just 25%. So cutting that in half. Well, that's a little more reasonable. Yeah. I don't think as many people are going to not take the, really the 70 and a half. I mean, why would they put 70 and a half before? So I think when it's 72, it's a more clear number. So, yeah, I agree So there may that. not be sure. as many people forgetting to take their RMDs. Right. I mean, one thing I do see, uh, Don and James, is where if somebody's just kind of handling their own accounts from time to time, maybe they have three or four or five different IRA accounts. And when they do calculate distributions and they take them, sometimes they're failing to consider an account. They just kind of got overseen or whatever the case may be. So working with the professional, especially as you get closer to those distributions or even before that, making sure you can develop a strategy so you don't incur any of these penalties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, generally, we like to warn people about changes that aren't favorable, but every one of those bullet points, I think your clients would be happy with. I think oh, yeah. so too. And it also gives us more years to do Roth conversions as well. So those could be beneficial for people. If you like what you've heard, please give us a call at 352-320-2060 or go to our website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. For nearly 20 years, we've been doing that, walking our prospective clients through a thought out process to help them come to the right decision for them. Reimagine your retirement. If you are already retired or will retire in the next five years, I want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now. Again, our number is 352-320-2060 or go to our website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. All right, that's Don Crawford. I'm also here with Gary Crawford. They're the founders of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. Again, the phone number one more time because we get fussed for saying this too fast. 
352-320-2060 or retirementwithpinnacle.com. Stick around. We'll be right back with more Retirement with Pinnacle. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. We just like to stop down for about an hour every weekend and help you get better with your money. And to help you with that, we've got Gary and Don Crawford. They're the founders of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. And today we're going to talk a little bit about technology and how it is sort of swerving into their lane of financial advice. And look, this is happening across all industries. Technology has been a big factor in changing the way we do things. You know, we pay our bills online. We have our our smartphones that we can tap against the thing at the drugstore and it'll pay for it. Or, you know, we've seen this all coming through the pipe over the years. But is it going to be different? Is it still going to be a good idea, the convenience, when it comes to retirement advice? I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. You probably recognize HAL 9000 from 2001 Space Odyssey. Do I want my advisor saying that to me? I'm sorry, Gary, but I can't do that. Now, jokes aside, robo-advisors popping up more. Uh, Can you, first off, explain what a robo-advisor is? Something you shouldn't do. No, I'm playing with you. Uh, There's a place for them for sure. So really quick, just the technical version or explanation. Robo-advisors are digital platforms, so we understand that. They provide automated algorithms. So they do investment services with little to no human services. So you may have one through one of the platforms. I'm not going to use names. And you can talk to an advisor up front for a fee, but everything for the most part is just done with the programs. And I believe the first platform came out in 2008 and it took a few years for them to tweak some things on it. And it really didn't get funded till around 2010. So it was almost two years. And that was right when we had the great recession. So I think they were trying to use these to smooth out the market a little bit when people were investing with some of the highs and lows. Mm -hmm. And most of these services are very passive. They have a passive investment philosophy. So They're invested mostly in like target date funds like a 401k might or indexes so that there's not a lot of, you know, moving around in technical and trading and that sort of thing. So it's very passive. And that's why they're a good option for younger investors with longer time horizons. So they're going to be affordable and that sort of thing. But again, I think for the younger investors that don't have a large amount to do up front, it's a great option. All right. So you're okay with allowing phone apps and algorithms to help plan our finances? I mean, it makes sense. We do it for just about everything else, whether it's a diet or exercise routine or how to get to some new place we've ever been through. So 
you know, why shouldn't we consider robo advisors for retirement? Give me some of the good side. I know we're going to beat it up a little bit, but let's start off with the positives, Don. What are the good sides of robo advisors? All right. So like Gary said, when they first launched, I mean, they completely disrupted the financial industry and that's because they offered affordable, accessible investment management. So most of these current platforms only charge around 0.25% of your assets. And remember, that's with no human service or just very minimal. But they've made it so easy for people because you no longer have to choose between learning to invest your own money or hiring a financial advisor. So this has become a third option. And we see this very popular, like Gary said, with younger individuals or the techie people because they tend to like the online platforms. And of course, this younger generation that we see, they were born with a desire to do everything online. And I think we've become a little bit that way as well, but this is very ideal for them. But the fact that robo-advisors also have that low minimum balance, it makes them very attractive to someone who is just starting to save for retirement. So when you invest with a robo-advisor, you also don't have to worry about a broker focusing on accounts that may be larger than yours. So in other words, you no longer need to have $5 million to get the attention of a market advisor. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. But, you know, you mentioned something about the techie people like the platforms and even, you know, we have some platforms as well. But I really, I like talking to, to be a person. Able to talk sure, to I really do. Myself. Well, these were the pros that I just went over. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> right, right. Yes. But just generally speaking, it's good for the people starting out. But let's look at the other side then. Go ahead and beat it up a little bit. If you want to jump into the, you know, we did the pros. Let's do the cons. Gary, what are some of the negatives to using a robo-advisor? All right. I'll start it out. What the problem is, <laughs> they're not designed for complex issues. So when you start thinking about getting close to retirement, your mindset changes a little bit because you're focused on income planning and maybe estate planning. And these things start to come into play and they're really not designed for that. Now, they're probably going to integrate some different things to, to get a little closer. But I really find that most people, especially individuals nearing the retirement or in retirement, prefer that one-on-one or that face-to-face mm-hmm. advice from a human being, you know? And many of the management portfolio options that we use even have some automation to them for rebalancing and that sort of thing, but not all of them. But really what it does is it kind of helps keep your accounts in line with your level of risk as values change in your portfolio. So it'll kind of rebalance automatically. But I think the biggest thing people want is someone that will just listen to them, right? I mean, we all want to be heard and someone they can feel comfortable with meeting in person. And being an advisor, in my opinion, and I know Don feels the same way, and our clients know it as well, it's a relationship business. And that is really what it is. And with a robo-advisor, there's no relationship. No, because really when you're calling in and talking to a financial advisor, you can be talking to someone else each time that you call in. Oh, right. If they say you want to schedule a meeting or yes, whatever. Yes. Yeah, you'll get a different person every time. So they really don't know you. They no. just look at what your you know, investment objective is and that's pretty much it. And you could get a different opinion from each advisor. Yeah. I know a while back we had a single woman come in who was retired and she had inherited some money from her father and it was with one of the robo-advisor platforms. And we had talked to her because her biggest concern wasn't how much money she was going to earn. It was really what it was income, right? Yeah, because all she had was a very low social security benefit each month. That's right, because she was self-employed. 
And, you know, using a robo advisor, it's hard to really create an income strategy and an income plan to really look at. Uh, so she did like that, but I know she talked to her brother-in-law and her brother-in-law's no, stay with the robo advisor. It's the cheapest way to go. And I was like, wow, you know, none of her needs got met. No. And she's just pulling money from those accounts for income. Oh, yeah. See, I have a problem with one line in there. It's the cheapest way to go. Is it? Right. I mean, exactly. it sounds like it could cost you a lot more money than you're saving in fees if you make a couple of wrong decisions. So I, you think that would be natural to people, but um, sometimes you got to point that out before they see it. Mm -hmm. We're talking with Gary and Don Crawford. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors uh, is what they do during the week. And then we stop by on the weekends and help you out with some of the knowledge that they pick up. We put it down on the show. If you got a question for them, 352-320-2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. And look, we're just beating up on robo advisors a little bit today but i understand why you would want to get some help because it seems impossible for any human being to fully understand everything that's going on in the market so why not let a robo advisor with an algorithm at least help you determine some of your asset allocations and then maybe you can lean on a human being for the other more complex stuff well as i just mentioned james robo advisors of course are becoming more and more popular but where people are failing is that they see their robo-advisors as their financial advisor without fully understanding the difference between a computer and a human professional. So your risk tolerance can be factored into a robo-advisor's actions, but there's a possibility that it may not be precise. And you need to realize that methods vary by each company. So in most cases, like you said, it's a cheap alternative to having an advisor. And many people aren't aware that robo-advisors, and I think Gary had just mentioned, they can't help you diversify your portfolios. They only offer a small set of assets. And again, the system can calculate your risk tolerance, but its recommendations are coming from preset options. So what you're getting is a templated portfolio. And what you're not getting is one that is designed specifically for you, your individual needs, your concerns, your goals. So in addition to all the other cons to this, you're losing out on customization. Yeah. But if you're really only looking for investment management, a robo-advisor is typically the most cost-effective option. But if you also need full-service, holistic financial planning, you might consider a human. Well, something you mentioned a minute ago was that they manage or they design your portfolio based on risk. And that is one part and one of reason course. or one thing to look at when designing a portfolio is risk, but that's not the only thing, you yeah. know? So that's where they're kind of failing in my opinion. Well, I also start to think about these movies like the, the matrix or iRobot or whatever, where these artificial intelligence or machines start taking over and humans lose control. There's something, an analog to that when we're talking about robo advisors. Well, I mean, obviously control makes us all feel good, at least to some level, right? I mean, we all want to feel like we're in control. And, you know, retirement, I think, is the most crucial time to have a plan. And by having a plan, it puts you in control. So think of that. So we want to be in control, but a lot of us don't have a plan. If we're using a robo-advisor, we just have a portfolio. Yeah. But when you actually create and build a plan and create some of these strategies that we discuss every week on our show, it really puts you in control. And there's so many things that we don't have control over, isn't there? I mean, yeah. think about it. Definitely. There's so many things. So what we really need to do is, well, let's take a second and focus on what we can control. So what are some things we can control? We can control 
our risk exposure, right? Mm -hmm. By where we put our money and how we invest. And we can't control the fate of social security. Sorry, guys. So we also want to look at building lifetime income streams. You know, what are some things for sustainable income we can count on? Tax planning will be crucial as well. And you do have actually some control there. I know a lot of people are like, well, we have no control over what the government's going to do with our taxes, but we do have some control on how we you know, invest some of our monies, how we take distributions, when we take distributions, how we leave our legacy to our kids and how we do that. There are some efficient strategies. So we do actually have some control on the tax side as well. But also, how do you take care of your body? You know, if you're healthy through retirement, that's going to help. And I understand chronic health conditions come up and that sort of thing. We don't have control over that. But for the most part, if if we eat right and take care of ourselves and exercise, less things are going to go wrong, correct? So, but we all face unique challenges, right? Over time in our lifetimes as well. So how do we take an inheritance? This is something, believe it or not, that I see a lot of mistakes in very often is how people take an inheritance and how they invest it. Do they change how they're invested to meet their needs or do they leave it how mom and dad had it because that's always how it was? And that's what a lot of people do. And it can cost them a lot of money in capital gains. It can also, not right up front, but down the road. And it can also tie things up to where it's not as accessible without taxation. So that is a mistake we see quite a bit. And divorce is another one. And these things happen. It's not just when you're younger. I mean, we see clients who are retired who are getting divorced. And this is devastating. You know, it's uh, mentally, financially, and then aging itself also kind of plays a role into this. So what we control, what we can't control. But the point I'm really trying to make is you need a real life person to guide you through these areas because a machine's not going to do it. There's no algorithm out there. It's going to address all these items, you know, Right. at least not one that I know of. Well, and then with robo-advisors as well, some people don't realize that there is the possibility of not having any risk in their portfolio. Correct. Yes. And that's something that the robo-advisors cannot offer. We're talking to Gary and Don Crawford about robo-advisors. Coming up in the next segment, though, there's some studies that have been done, some surveys, and we're going to hear from people who have used robo-advisors and whether or not they like it. So stick around. If you got a question for the crew, 352-320-2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. We'll be right back with more Retirement with Pinnacle. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. 
Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I'm James Parker here with Gary and Don Crawford. They're the founders of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. So when they talk about money and investments, it's a good idea you pay a little bit of attention here. You caught us right in the middle of talking about robo-advisors and sort of the battle between robo-advisors and human advisors. And look, we can talk theoretically about the concepts of what we're seeing here. But according to a recent survey commissioned by NerdWallet, conducted by uh, the Harris Poll, we have actual real-world feedback on this. Over 2,000 Americans were part of this survey, and 1,213 of them have investment accounts. And so they were asked about how they manage their accounts and how they feel about using a human advisor or a robo-advisor. So, Don, tell us some of the key findings. We talked about it, the concepts, but in the real world, what do we learn from this survey? Well, robo-advisors are less popular than human counterparts, which I think, of course, makes the most sense. But more than two out of five investors, which is about 44%, use a human financial advisor to manage their investment accounts, while less than one out of five investors, which is about 15%, say they use a robo-advisor to manage them. They also said about two-thirds of Americans don't fully understand the pros and cons of working with a robo-advisor as opposed to a human financial advisor. That's a large part of our population. And James, I find this really disturbing because at what point could you have significantly changed your outcome for retirement? I mean, these robo-advisors have not been put to the test yet. So if we had another 2008 would you feel comfortable on the outcome of your investments, especially if you are looking to retire within the next couple of years? Would you feel comfortable without doing your research first? That's a good point because really think about when robo-advisors came out, 2008. Right, right after. I think they were the first recession. funded in 2010 yep. and we've had this historical market. And I always tell people, if you've been in it, you really you know, capitalize on your retirement assets. But you're right. I mean, They're it really so has not been put the, to uh, the test. Yeah, it mm-hmm. hasn't been put to the test. So confidence is higher with human advisors, this study found. And around half of Americans, 51%, who use human financial advisors say they feel very confident about the growth of their investments compared to only about 34% who use a robo-advisor to manage their investment accounts. Well, it seems like y'all have a big advantage too because there's not a robo-advisor that can come do a radio show on the weekends right? and and be like the sounding board because you guys will be screaming from the tops of the hill when the market's about to crash. You know, just sound little advice pieces that, you know, for those who don't use robo-advisors, that seems to be one of the big sticking points is actually being able to talk to a human being and ask them these questions when you think the market's turning down, should I get out? So uh, talk about the importance of having a human there just to bounce questions off of, Gary. Yeah, I'm going to. Before I get into that, I'm going to go back to what you just said a minute ago is really having somebody, and I guess it goes to your question, to reach out to you. And Mm -hmm. and that's what we've been doing right now at our office is, is reaching out to all of our clients who are in the market and just saying, hey, listen, I know it's been you know, bumpy through December and this whole month's been bumpy and we're seeing the volatility, the inflation's here, the Fed's going to increase interest rates and they have a few more scheduled for the year. And we're educating them, prepping um, them, prepping them for, listen, you know, we already know that your income plan's covered. We know you have your safe money. We've covered these different things. So how we're invested here, we're keeping an eye on it. We're rebalancing it. So I don't want you to stress out too much. But if people do have concerns, we have that conversation and maybe we move some things around. Okay, so I think that's really important as well because a robo advisor is not going to call you. They're not going to call you up Um, and tell you, hey. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a big thing. But, you know, going back to what 
I said before the break, being an advisor is really about relationships. And clients, people want to be understood. And we have to develop a connection. And we know our clients' families and grandchildren and whoever it might be. And I think it's so important. And when we're in our meetings with our clients and our initial discovery evaluation meeting, and we start creating plans to, and they get their retirement atlas and it's exciting for them at that time. But we always tell them, listen, when your kids are here on vacation, call the office, schedule a time, 10 minutes, just bring them in to say hi. So they know who we are. Because I think it's so important because what we see as people age and maybe they're needing some assistance and one of the kids helps out, it's important for them to know us. You know, they feel comfortable with us and we understand your values and how we can really kind of go with the right decisions moving forward and helping you plan. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Don, tell me what we should look for then when we're looking for that human financial advisor to work with. I think we had a similar question come up from the mailbag on a previous show. So I'm going to reiterate and possibly elaborate on some of the same things. So there are different stages of investing, but because this is a retirement radio show, I'm going to tell you what to look for when you're approaching or when you are in retirement. So it's quite possible that during your lifetime, you can have more than one advisor. I mean, some people have kept one advisor for 35 years and now they're in retirement. So one of the first questions would be, what areas of financial services does this advisor personally focus on? You want an advisor who specializes in the stage where you currently are. For instance, we are retirement advisors. So we help you prepare an exit strategy for when you're approaching retirement. And then we help guide you through your retirement years. Yeah, that's unique because even last night we had a workshop and you know the owner of the restaurant, we've been doing it in there for years and years and years, and, and he wanted to talk to me a little bit too. So that's he, definitely and he's true. Seen, he's also seen several advisors come in that place as right. well. But that's the thing is the exit strategy. How do I know if I can retire? Right. So you're right. And then also, which professional licenses do they currently hold? And I believe this is so important, especially when you're nearing retirement or already in retirement. And we find that most of our clients prefer a mix of both securities and insurance products, which then allows for a very comprehensive investment strategy. Also, do they focus on accumulation or distribution strategies? I mean, I think we can all agree that we like to see our money grow as we are preparing for retirement. But when you're in retirement, you're asking your money to do something that it's never had to do before, and that's provide you with income. So it's important to find someone who can help you with accumulation because I think we've all heard about inflation, right? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. But also someone who can guide you in the most efficient way on how to start taking distributions from your investments. So another question or something to look for is, do they provide a written plan focused on retirement income? And we have some clients who said that after they would get together with their previous advisor, they would ask him, so how much money do we have? And he would literally write it down and give it to them on a post-it note, oh, you I know, do remember a this. sticky note. Yeah. And if you're getting a sticky note or a piece of paper listing your investments, uh, you may want to consider going to another advisor. Um, But even after sitting down with an advisor and asking these certain questions, there are things that you need to ask yourself because did you feel comfortable with this person? Because if you aren't comfortable with them, then it's going to make it difficult to do this next question. 
can I communicate with them? And being able to communicate with your advisor about what you like and what you don't like and what your goals are and what your concerns are, that's a must. And this is a question to ask yourself if you are a couple in search of an advisor. When meeting and talking with an advisor, did they look at and speak to both of you or did they only speak to just one view? If that advisor is only focusing his or her attention on just one of you, then chances are someone's concerns and goals may not be met. If you're out there and, and you you have questions, maybe you're not comfortable with your advisor. Or they're not talking to you about the things we talk about every single week on the show. I want you to pick up the phone and call us today. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Or you can go right to our website, name of the show, retirementwithpinnacle.com. Yeah, and the post-it note guys sounded like the opposite end of the spectrum from robo advisors. Like, yeah, well, a little too analog for the yeah, current time. I believe so. Yeah, yeah that was a, kind of a shocker there. All right. So, what are the other things, uh, the other factors that go into planning for retirement? You know, other than just investments. Well, I mean, again, we talk about it every week. Retirement, really, without income, there's no retirement. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Yep. I mean, how are you going to go play pickleball and? golf and travel and, and do all Have these lunch, different yeah. things. Oh yeah. Eat a lunch, dinner and breakfast, right? All of them. But sure. I mean, the first thing we really have to do is again, look at a sustainable income plan. It has to be prepared and going into a sustainable income plan. I know we talk about it all the time, you know, all those different things. And then we need to look at what not only is given us our income, but what can affect our income during retirement because income is key retirement throws you curveballs and it can blow that out of the water. Mm -hmm. So extended health care, long-term care, uh, if you lose a spouse and you lose some income, taxes, you know, choosing the right health care plan, that's important as well. And our office does cover all of these different things. Establishing a plan for taxes and tax strategies. And lastly, you know, creating a legacy plan. And, and that's so important. And there are are different ways to transfer wealth as tax-free as possible or as efficiently as possible. So we look at those. And if leaving a legacy is not important to you, it's not at the top of your list. A lot of people say, you know what? We want to spend what we have. The kids have better jobs than we ever had. No big deal. At least make sure your beneficiaries are up to date. And one thing we always tell people is the banks fail every single day when you open a checking account, not tell you to put a beneficiary on it. It's called POD, payable on death. Make sure that you have those beneficiaries. And we review those every few years. It's important. So if you're approaching retirement, we need to help you create that exit strategy. I wrote an article in Kiplinger last year. You know, how do you create an exit strategy for retirement? What goes into it? So you can look that up by my name or go to our website and you can click on that and review that as well. But this includes when and how to elect social security benefits. Or if you're fortunate and you're getting a pension, well, how do you pick a survivor benefit? And how does that survivor benefit work and benefit for your family? And what your income will look like once you retire and so on. So there's quite a bit, really, James, that goes into this planning. So don't approach it alone. Uh, a robo-advisor is not going to help you with all these things. Yeah, I mean, think of not. everything I just talked about. Right. That's a lot you of stuff. You can't get that from a robo-advisor. Um, yeah. So there's a lot that goes into it. So for nearly 20 years, we've been doing just that, walking our prospective clients through a thought-out process to help them come up with the right decision for them. Reimagine your retirement. If you're already retired or you're going to retire in the next five years, I want you to pick up the phone right now and give us a call. Our number is 352-320-2060 or go to retirementwithpinnacle.com. 
All right, that's Gary Crawford. You also hear Don Crawford in there. They are the founders of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. Stick around. We're going to be right back with more Retirement with Pinnacle. To attend one of Gary and Don's seminars or to schedule a meeting with the team, visit their website, retirementwithpinnacle.com, for more information or call 352 320 2060. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle with Gary and Don Crawford. They're the founders of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. We talk about all things money on the weekend here, and we're going to do a nice little segment on the top five scams to watch out for you know when we talk about the the risk to your money in retirement the wall street journal says the baby boomers biggest financial risk could be cognitive decline and that's kind of scary because you know once your judgment starts slipping it can go unnoticed for years and that makes you really vulnerable to what we're about to spell out on this top five list here so top five scams you should be aware of yeah this is a good topic but it can be a hard one to talk about because no one likes to feel foolish or naive. And one thing that might make you all feel better though, is that when it comes to those phishing emails, it's actually the millennials and Gen Z who tend to get tricked the most. So your kids and grandkids have even fallen for this stuff too. I thought they knew everything. Well, yes, they don't know. <laughs> All right. But do you guys see this? Do you see a, a lot of scams? Is this rare or is this fairly common for scams or elder abuse in retirement? I think it happens everywhere. I know we've seen it in our own family. I have a client that's up in Alachua and they had been clients of mine for probably 19 years. And her husband passed away. And as she'd been by herself, you know, I think she started developing a little brain fog. There were some cognitive issues mm-hmm. and she would call and be like, Gary, Gary, um, you know, Medicare called me and I changed my plan over the phone and now my doctor won't take it. And I said, you know, Medicare won't call you. Social Security is not going to call you. The IRS is not going to call you. There's so many different places that people are getting scammed from, but it's scammers that are out there doing it. Well, and that happened several times. I mean, her Oh, it happened probably four or five times. The exact same thing. People changing her Medicare plans Mm -hmm. because they said they were from Medicare and they were just an agent or an agency trying to make money off of her. And another time, the same individual had somebody say they needed to come out and talk to her about her retirement plan because something was happening with the company. And she did call me and get me their information. They did not pull money from her accounts, but they were trying to get her to move her accounts that we had established. And 
She got me their information. I pulled him up on the Department of Financial Services website. It was a newer insurance agent and his wife who wasn't even licensed. And I was told from her that she was doing all the talking. And yeah, just crazy what's going on out there. So be aware of scammers. I think that's really a big reason why you need to find somebody you work with that you know mm-hmm. and you can trust to sit with and, and that sort of thing. And if you have children, yeah, it's good to introduce your children to your financial Right. So advisor. I've been dealing with her daughter who is very knowledgeable. Her husband's an attorney as well. So we've been dealing with them trying to just make sure that she's you know, not answering the phone and replying to all these different things. But it's crazy all these different scams that are out there. All right, so let's start walking through this list. When we talk about the top five scams, this is coming straight from the FBI. And here's some horrible stats here. They said in 2020, the Internet Crime Complaint Center received almost 800,000 complaints, reported losses exceeding $4 billion. So that's just the ones we know about. How many that's people get scammed and don't tell anybody, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 28% of that money lost, about $1 billion total. Uh, were losses from victims over the age of 60. So these people are not in really a good position to make that money back. So at least they're tracking these things. And they've identified the FBI is warning us of several scams that show up again and again. You, you want me to just roll through the list here and we can start knocking these out one by one? Sure. sure yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. it. So the first scam is the romance scam. That's where someone pretends to be like a romantic partner. Uh, sure. yeah. yeah, sometimes through Send a dating website. yeah. They're really handsome, right? So these people are like, oh, these older women. Oh, yes, I need a boyfriend. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, my car is going to get repoed. Can you send me 400 bucks or whatever? Uh, The next one is the tech support scam. Scammers are posing as tech support reps to offer to fix, you know, computer issues that are probably non-existent. I've actually seen this a number of times with clients and prospective clients coming in the office. And I've even told them, listen, do not use them. Well, I only paid him like uh, $350 and I'm like, wow, for another $300, you could have bought another computer. So it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to my father-in-law two years ago. Oh, no. Uh, grandparent scam, which isn't necessarily a grandparent per se, but a, a scammer poses as a relative of some sort. But usually it's a grandchild claiming to be an immediate financial need. There's also the government impersonation scam. I think that's what you talked about with the, the Medicare call oh yeah the medicare the irs i mean i've gotten calls oh the social security yeah social security is never going to call you yes but the scammer poses some sort of government employee and that's what falls under number four here on the fbi's top five scam list Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. there's also uh number five the the sweepstakes the the charity lottery scam you've just won a prize you know the scam (laughs) yeah the scammers claim that They work for some charitable organization or like a publisher's clearinghouse. You've won a big prize, but in order to collect it, like in order to collect your new BMW, you've got to pay the taxes on it or something to that effect. Or or maybe you just need a fee so they can process it or ship it to you. So those are the top five scams, just generally speaking. Gary, what's the biggest red flag that you might be dealing with a scammer? I really think it's just, well, first of all, we just went over a few things. So just always keep in mind if you're listening today. Social Security will never call you. Medicare will never call you. The IRS will never call you. They always mail. utility company will never call you. That's another one. They're not going to call you. Okay. So if somebody's being pushy and they're saying, hey, listen, you need to pay this, or they're creating this whole emotional conversation on the phone. Or fear. We're going to take your house and you're going to be levied and you're going to have an attorney, whatever. You need to call one of your kids. Okay, uh, call one of your kids, call your financial advisor, 
we get calls on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. I mean, not every day, but we do get calls on a regular basis for this. So definitely hang up the phone, call somebody you know and talk about it. Don't just, you know, get sucked into some of these well, things. Well, I think a lot of another red flag is if they start asking you for bank account information, uh, your social security number, credit card numbers, um, gift cards. So we've seen things like that too. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. There's a lot going on there and some of these sound really familiar. I've just noticed in my personal life, a few people who have been hit with a couple of these scams. You almost see it on a pretty regular basis. We actually saw it last year with some friends that we were going to an event. go to a motocross event with. And she thought she was calling Ticketmaster. And the number that she called was obviously some scammer. It was defaulted. Yeah. And they actually had her drive to the store, get a, I want to say it was a Google gift card and give them the number. And she was out $400 just like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah. All right. So I want to add one more scam that we should probably discuss today. And that's the family slash caregiver scam. So this is like when you have a relative acquaintance or someone taking advantage of someone vulnerable while they're supposed to be air quotes helping them. So how can uh, working with a financial professional help provide some protection against that? Well, I have to say, unfortunately, with this one, I've been involved with some of the aftermath of these a few times. And yeah. we've also been able to intervene prior to some things happening, which is important. But having that relationship with an advisor that specializes in aging is key. So again, we're retirement advisors and, and we work through your retirement, but we also help you with some of the resources that are in our community to make sure that there may be caregiver support groups, different things like that. So staying connected, I think, is the biggest thing. But again, I mentioned it before, when a member of your family knows your advisor, and I'm not talking just one of the kids, maybe a few of them, if it's your grandchildren, if it's a brother or sister, somebody that you can kind of count on and you say, hey, this is the person I want to help with some things, it can prevent maybe a rogue family member or somebody coming out from the woodwork and just taking advantage or abusing the parent. I mean, we've seen abuse as well. And it's crazy what money can do to people. I know. They Even just kind of And families them. and that sort of thing. I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. I, I've seen it over in Lakanto one time. Uh, this girl kept her mom kind of locked up in a bedroom, you know, and was taking her social security income and just living her normal life. And it's crazy what it does. But our firm is actively involved in our communities, the resources, like I said before, support and education programs, and we can guide you to some of those. And as an advisor, you must keep in touch with your clients. That is key as well, especially as they're getting up there in age. Sometimes our clients, as they can't get up there, or they can't come to the office and they're, they're up there in age. I mean, from time to time, I'll leave the office and go do a review at their homes. And I think that's just important because we want to see what's going on. You know, are there any strange activities happening on their accounts or maybe unusual requests that are being made, like distributions from accounts that aren't normal? And we can kind of look at those and flag them and then, you know, follow some of the processes that we have in place to address these situations. Yeah. So this, this sounds really complex when you have fraudsters. Then on top of that market volatility, you, we've seen what the stock market's been doing lately. You have inflation, you have taxes, you have healthcare costs going out of control. There's a lot on the plate to make sure our money's going to last in retirement. How do you weave all this together? Well, I think that's like what we've been talking about today. Planning ahead. Every show, planning ahead yeah. is the biggest thing. I mean, these are things that we've discussed before, situations that can happen or will happen or could happen to most of us during retirement. 
and creating processes that address the what ifs before they even happen. I mean, I know if it's fraudsters, that's something that's unexpected, but I mean, Gary is always saying, we help you solve your problems before they happen. And if you think about that statement, that's something that every advisor should be addressing. Yeah, it's true. At some point, if you have a little bit of a cognitive decline, do you need to get like a co-signer? So anytime you have a major move, someone else has to approve it. Is, is that a thing? Well, you want to have a family member that you can count on as a power of attorney, a durable power of attorney that can help you make some decisions. And we're involved with that process as well. And a lot of times what we'll see is that decline starting and happening. And we make sure it's okay with our clients, but we usually start getting the kids involved. And a lot of times we're the ones initiating that phone call to the kids. Yes. And that's why we say it's so important. And we're always suggesting to our clients when their children are in town to just have them stop by our office just to meet us. That way, if something like this happens in the future, that we can just call them and say, hey, you need to go see mom or you need to go see dad because things are starting to look like they may have some a cognitive issue. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is a lot of times the kids don't see it. We'll see it first because some of these people are really good at covering it up. In front of their children. In but, front of the children. But we also know what to look for. Right. That's true. So yeah, definitely. I mean, that's going to be a huge thing is, is if you see that decline, reach out and get help, especially if it's your spouse, because a lot of times we just want to take care of our spouse yeah. And we don't look for resources or or maybe we're embarrassed or something. I don't know what it might be, or we don't want to admit this is happening. But especially here in Marion County, I mean, we are involved. We've helped, you know, educate people. There's caregiver support groups in almost every community. And if there's not one in yours, there's one that can help you. And I know there are some people that don't have children. So even getting a close friend that you trust can also help you assist with that. Sure. All right, we're talking to Gary and Don Crawford. The phone number, if you want to talk to them on the show or talk to them at the office, 352-320-2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com, and they've been doing this for around 20 years, taking clients through their process. And look, it's not just about helping you from scams. Anything in the financial world, it's a holistic approach. So if you have uh, just recently retired, or maybe you're planning on retiring in the next five to 10 years and you know you need to do some planning, I want you to pick up the phone. Give them a call right now, 352-320-2060. The website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. On the website, you can find information about some upcoming events that they do from time to time. So be sure to check that out. Again, the website is Retirement with Pinnacle. It's easy to remember because that's the name of this show, Retirement with Pinnacle. All right, Gary and Don Crawford, thank you very much for spending some time with us this weekend. Uh, let's go enjoy the rest of our week, and we'll come back and do this again. All right. Thanks, Dave. All right. And thank you very much for hanging out with us. You've been listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. Do you need a second opinion on your retirement plan? You can't get a second opinion from the one who gave you the first. So call Gary and Don Crawford at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060.
Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC. AE Wealth Management and Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. For more info, visit retirewithpinnacle.com.